April 23, 2021. So watch the Pedro Show.
Pedro Show. Happy Friday. Start off with John Coltrane doing Serenity. Then from Brett Goodsight, a loose misanthropic man. Ma- manual? Manual. Yeah. Okay, not manual. What was seeing letters that was not there. <laughs> or maybe with my good buddy Manuel. But uh, no, it's manual. Okay. And, and people, you could tell I'm not man alone. Even though Brother Matt's at the Love Grotto on Pleasure Point a couple miles south of here because it's still quite quarantino mode. I'm not totally man alone due to those Estonian software engineers with their sky. Invention. I got uh, Mr. Brett Goodsight on board. Welcome. Good to be here. Yeah, Brett. So much. Dig so much. And we got to give uh, credit to Brother Evan Lipson for making the connect. So many connects with the powerful and personal expressions using music. Let's get into your journey. Uh, Brent, please bring your earliest musical recollection. Oh, let's see. Uh probably start off with uh i was i've been thinking about this because i listen to your other shows and i know that you answered you asked that question uh i mean i guess i inherited my my mother's record bin when i was like you know four years old or whatever me and my brother used to play records all the time and the ones uh the the you know 45s i remember were uh specifically uh the beatles hey jude uh del shannon's runaway was a big one when I was really little. I don't know why, but I think it's probably that organ solo, that crazy-ass organ solo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure wasn't the hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I couldn't handle that hat, but he was great. He was great. I think a Brooklyn guy or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm yeah, not sure. you know, in those days, right, TV actors, all that, that accent, you know, was so strong and we just took it for granted. Uh, where was this at, Brent? Uh, born and raised in Flint, Michigan. Okay, Grand uh, Funk Railroad. Uh, Yep, Grand Funk, exactly. <laughs> That's the only time. I've never got to play there. Home of the best water in the country, though. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yep. no, they're going to punish that mayor for that shit. But uh, in the pad you grew up there in Flint, was there musical instruments? Uh, I never really, I, I didn't start playing bass until like my senior year in high school. I got my first bass then. Bass. And, All right. Uh, I mean, I'm a little partial. Yeah. I'm partial. Yeah. I'm partial. Well, so I want to know about that. Re- I, I played bass. So. <laughs> well, tell me how, you know, usually in the old days, you got put on bass. You know, it's like right field in Little League, right? That's where you put your retarded friend and shit. So I, I'm wondering, what was your connect? Uh, You know, it. I don't know. It was uh probably I just had, you know, really fat fingers and I couldn't play a guitar. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but but no, I mean, I was I, I, you know, when I was growing up, I mean, Minutemen were a huge influence on me and Firehose and, you know, basically uh, bass was just it just felt, you know, right for me. So and, uh, oh, then you were aware of, you were aware of the movement. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, OK. Sure. OK. Yeah. There was something about it. huh? All these cats getting uh, instruments, starting bands. I know. I mean, I got into music to be with Dee Boone, but when we saw this thing happening, it was just infectious. Yeah, it was the whole DIY thing. I mean, SST and, like, all you guys, like, basically influenced everyone in the Midwest, for sure. It's like, you know, once people realize that, you know, you could just get out and do it yourself, it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, let's do it. You know? Right. Like, I really think it was about, in some ways, a reaction against Arena Rock. Yeah. Because there's, you know... I, I, I grew up with Arena Rock, too. It's like, okay. you know, in Flint, there was, like, the one classic rock station that was 
those, you know, Led Zeppelin and CCR and, you know, all of that's, you know, what is considered classic rock now, you know, and basically then I went through a hair metal phase of like, you know, Motley Crue and Crocus and Accept and, you know, like those kind of bands. And then, well, you know, we, once I we, discovered punk rock, it was like it was over. <laughs> can we go back further? What was the first record you bought with your own money? Oh, first record, uh, Kiss Alive 2. Okay. That's Michigan. Yep, yep. Kiss Alive too, and then that was followed by the, the double platinum, and then all the solo records. And or I think my last might... Kiss record was Dynasty when they went disco. It might have been so. the first Kiss Alive, but one of them's Cobo Hall in Detroit. So, um, what about the first gig you went and saw? Uh, my first concert uh, was in Flint, Michigan. Uh, it was Crocus and Accept. Okay. And what about yeah. what about at school? Did were you in the choir, the marching band, or any of that shit? Uh, I I was in choir, but I was not. I could not sing. I was basically I was the technical guy. I was the guy who uh, ran the. I was the stage manager for all the plays and stuff. Sure. So they it, they needed the play. The stage manager needed to be a part of the choir to be the stage manager. So. I basically was in the choir. They put me in the choir, even though I couldn't carry a tune to save my life. <laughs> no, no, like Dorothy, uh, or Dorothy was told, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, because you had to know all the cues and shit. I, I, it makes sense to me. Makes sense. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I was the stage manager, and my best, my two best friends were the lighting guys. So it's like it worked out fine. You know, it's right. like me and my my skating buddies were all like. Backstage, <laughs> I, I find it more vital than assistant hair tech. <laughs> Definitely, I think that's probably what Crocus had, or so. Yeah. so maybe that was Sunset Strip Band. Uh, going on, okay, your first bass. First bass, uh, God, it. I, I, I hate to say this, but it was a Hondo. Oh man, a- Crane's first bass uh, from Tragic Comedy. His was a Hondo. His first bass, and. Yeah. Uh, how did you get it? Uh, is just went into the, you know, it's a birthday present. We went into the local guitar store and it was like the cheapest one there. Okay, so your parents are <laughs> into it. Yeah, yeah, they were Okay, they, okay. Well, sometimes there's a bullish yeah. thing there like fuck this shit. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh what about amp? Uh, god, what was my first amp? Probably just a little crate. Or a little no, as a little gorilla. Little gorilla, gorilla, yeah, amp. yeah, yeah. I had a practice amp like that. Now, uh, pawn shop. My first stuff was all like that, and then later the recycler. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, now, yep. did you do the thing not after school, like graduate, but in the afternoon? Uh, basement band, the bedroom band, garage band. Yeah, like all that happened uh, after high, high school. Basically, when I got to college is when I kind of got serious about. Okay. Like okay. After after classes in college, you, you do the little yeah. band right with the uh, cats of school or cats in your town. Yep, exactly. My roommate was in a band uh, who actually opened up for Firehose, and basically at that point, all I wanted to do was like, I just want to have a band that plays at the local, you know, the bar. The Club Soda was the local local bar in Kalamazoo where I went to college. Oh, okay. I remember that place. Club yep, Soda, yeah, right. I, and I remember the State Theater with the Melvins. And Kalamazoo used to yep, be a regular that's stop. That, that's the show my roommate played. I mean, <laughs> if you go on that, uh, yeah, okay, okay. Because that, 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 that interstate going across 
Southern Michigan. It's got, it used to have a 94. bunch of gigs on it, right? I ninety four, from Grand Rapids yeah. all the way to fucking D Town and K Town there. Halfway between halfway between Detroit and Chicago, so all the bands stopped in Kalamazoo. Absolutely, like but 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 if if I got my geography right, Brent, Flint is way northwest of that, northeast of that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, you went to college in Kalamazoo. North, north of Detroit, basically. You went to, yeah, yeah, northeast of Detroit. So, so you went to college in Kalamazoo. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I went to college. Because they Kalamazoo. went, uh, they built Gibson guitars there for a long time until they moved to Nashville. Now, this band you got in, what what were they called and what was the first gig? Uh, my first band was a band called Pencil Neck. And, uh, Basically, uh, yeah, we just kind of played. Uh, basically, it was like the same group of people. We had two bands. One was called Liminal, and one was called Pencil Neck. And Liminal was a an ambient band where we played like just really droney, long, long form droney stuff. And Pencil Neck was more. Uh, I don't know. I guess it was more uh, more like uh, John Zorn's Naked City. Oh, like yeah. with a lot of like you know genre shifting sure. and like fast cuts and you know different you know. That's funny you say genre because things. it seems like these are the same guys just in two different bands. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so it's like you had so much shit going on one band couldn't handle it. You had to make another yeah, band, yeah. but but okay, but you already at the point of like fuck genre. We want to just make music. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's that's. Man, to bust that Berlin Wall in your brain, I wish you could just take a fucking sledgehammer to it. But it, t- it takes a lot. It took a lot for me to get free of that fucking nonsense. So, so uh, tell me about the first pencil neck gig. Did Liminal do gigs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to uh, play. Uh, we had this. There's a gallery on, at Western Michigan's campus, uh, yeah. the East Hall Gallery. Yeah. It's a huge, uh, like a octagon room, double, like two floors. And uh, I knew the person who had the keys to it. Yes. And it was kind of, it was closed down. It was basically at the time was just, uh, it was where the, uh, all the professors had their art studios. So on the weekends we would, uh, she'd hand me the keys and I'd, you know, Repurpose we'd it. go in <laughs> and we'd play, you know, and it didn't matter if there was an audience kind of thing. And like we'd, we'd advertise it and there'd be a small audience, but. You know, we basically play and like nobody would really know about it. And it was like against, you know, you know, we couldn't do it legally with the university because they wouldn't let us have yeah, it. But course. we would sneak in there and do it. So, yeah, yeah. Ingenuity. Look, uh, Brent, yeah. I want to play piano motor skills. Number two. Right on.
Truck small wiener. <laughs> yeah, we just gotta go to a bank. Yeah, go to a bank as well. Not step out of your vehicle. Legion Square? Legion, no, fuck yeah. that. We can do Legion. Yeah? Is your vehicle dirty? It was like a heat in the moment type thing. Like, Vinny said on the radio that there were cops outside, but I, I didn't know they were actually in the fucking alleyway. 
you know? We're getting... So when uh, I got out... Uh, I had a here, so what's happening? I'm so scared. Here. <laughs> you trying to get shot on sight with that mask right there or what? You don't mean us, correct? We should just be the copycat crew, all fucking uh, same mask, and that uh, we just do the nose. But at the same time, go on, pull dude. Hello, you can move. Well, if you want to stay, you can oh, stay. Oh, bro, you see my alien mask? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New tweet. <laughs> not you. Okay. No, 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 I had an accident. Oh, cool. You can talk shit about whoever. Even if it doesn't matter, it's no Obviously, joking. Don't do that. But uh, yeah. Just I think he was going to go up. If, if he wasn't was looking for like the body, prop. he was going to. Oh, if you were in the fucking. Coworker just ordered pizza. Pizza party. <clears throat> Excuse me, boys. I don't have too much. chat life is that on is the line. That is true. I know that means uh, a lot to you. We'll see if we can buy to do. What I'm thinking we need to do is get all your shit out of that house just for the time. Don't tell this part of the Because he asked you to get out of the vehicle. I'm gonna go up on top of there and he was just gonna like wait for them. He was gonna like look for them. Why don't we be safe and sorry get everything to the south side? I would imagine they are I fucking yoinked like 7k off the cops. Dude, that's sick. I forgot about that. I don't- I wouldn't go around here. Yeah, I know. It definitely, it definitely is. He if we like put the gun down here, they're gonna take off or spray one of our vehicles. If I'm gonna take off, I would have done it. Good abrazo, tío. Good abrazo, tío. Good abrazo, tío. Good abrazo, tío. Good abrazo, the the oh, my baby's back oh. to life again. Oh my god, look how dead the city is. No, we won't charge you, Bo, but next time you do it, it will be a chargeable offense. I'm gonna go in there. Uh, dispatch. I have nothing to do that. They did. Uh, I don't know. Fire truck and it's still better to be safe. How do we do it from the air? Do we do it from the air? 
I gotta go all the way to Benny's and do this. Beautiful. 485, uh, be transitioning the call sign, uh... 505 en route to I knew there was a second guy in there because it just kept going. Hold his gun. You get the fuck out. You just blast him smithereens right there. What do you think? Oh, wait. Error sky. Do we do it from the ground or do we do it from the ground? I'm fine. I was going to use it yesterday, but. Maybe I need to go to sleep. You know that guy, but you can sell like one for 50. On the ground. I don't know if the security cards can be changed color or not. I have no. Sure. Try 
hold back your birthmark If you hold back surprise Like blistering eyes No more angles in the dark And the face of conceit It can never be beat It can stain you like a cheese And you roll just like dice Back to heaven and ice No more swimming in the light
Watch for Pedro Show. We just heard that chunk of music start off with Brett Goodsight. With it. now, this was in the whole tune. I don't know why he only wanted to give us an excerpt. <laughs> well, wanna... it's, it's like a like a twenty minute track. Yeah, or that's something. all right, man. On Watch for Pedro Show, the guest holds sway. But anyway, <laughs> you didn't want to give our brains too much weight to take, so that was an excerpt from Piano Motor Skills Number Two. Then brand new out of Helvetia, new mess. Brand new from Hand Model, Third Planet. Bombus Prendon with Square One. Door uh, with his network glass out. Balmore with 512. This guy, man, I can't believe what he cooks up. And then everyone. I love that word. You wear it oh, like yes. smoke. Yeah, this is a project mentioned. But then, of course, you're talking about your first two projects. What becomes a pencil neck and liminal? Uh, well, that group, uh, and I, got, I gotta apologize, Brent. I gotta apologize because I ain't playing pencil neck or liminal till the third hour because I didn't know the chronology, so kind of <laughs> fucked up fine. there. But hey, that's showbiz. So go on. I'm sorry. Uh, basically, uh, that those two bands, uh, three of us went on to form uh, TV POW, which is uh, a band that is still now together, and uh, that basically after I graduated from college, I moved to Tokyo and uh, then was followed by Mike, the other guy from TV POW. And uh, we basically started playing there and then came back. And when I came back, we moved to Chicago and we formed a trio with Todd Carter, who was also in Liminal and Pencil Neck. So basically, it's just kind of like because Liminal and Pencil Neck used to have like seven or eight people, depending on who was in town at any given time. And Pen- and TB Pow is just a trio. Okay. So now, how long in Tokyo? Uh, on and off for like six years. And, and live and house scene. And what's that? Live house scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, I went there originally. Uh, I got a scholarship on my on my way out of college, and basically just stayed there. I was supposed to go there for like two weeks to study with a ceramicist, like a famous ceramicist, and uh, basically did that for two weeks and then moved to Tokyo. And my friend, I knew someone there who had an apartment and, you know, it just kind of worked out. Everything kind of fell into place and eventually found a job at a bar and started playing shows. I met Otomo Yoshihide there and, you know, different people and just kind of got into the scene. Chicago guy Jim O'Rourke, he lives about 70 miles west of Tokyo oh, yeah. now. And, uh, yeah, he learned the language in one year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, know, I know Jim pretty well. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Ceramic, uh, the big town, Tajimi, huh? But near Nagoya. I was reading some history like 500 years ago. They were like kidnapping guys from Korea to teach. Shit. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, but beautiful, be- beautiful stuff, and uh, a little too crowded for me. Uh, but the energy, <laughs> and uh, I have a lot of yeah. Japanese uh, musician friends, and the you know, kind of hard to be a musician there. So the focus, it's very inspiring. Those guys, my, I got buddies in a band called Light, and they're, they're beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you come back, and over there, you had a band. 
Yeah, basically, uh, well, we, I had, like I said, I met up with Yotomo Yoshihide and was playing with him in a few different gigs. And then uh, kind of, you know, we played with Melt Banana, you know, and played with, you know, basically I had, there's, we, when I first moved there, I was really into Japanese noise, the noise scene. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what TV Pow was more of a noise band rather than a rock band. And uh, so when I first moved there, I figured, oh, well, Japanese noise is so big in America. It's got to be huge in Japan. And nobody knew anything about Japanese noise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was crazy. You know about Karu so, Abe? So we basically just kind of got, you know, hooked up with the people there. and Yeah, you Brent, know, Brent kinda... you know about Karu uh, Abe, sax man? Oh, yeah, Karu Abe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of free jazz, right? Well, yep. uh, his wife, um, Izumi Suzuki, she's got a, finally, her first book has been, has been translated to English. Oh, Term, wow. Terminal Boring. It comes out this, uh, next month, or maybe at the end of this month. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Check that out. Yeah, because, like you said, very small scenes. But, I mean, that I think about punk in Hollywood in the 70s. Jesus, same hundred faces, right? Sometimes. Yep. That's not a bad thing, thing because you don't have to worry about pandering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. We were playing at the same same exact uh, little tiny uh, live rooms that that Cora Abe was playing. You know, yeah. like those dudes. Like we were playing the same places. It was just like wow, <laughs> and like nobody there knew or cared. You know, <laughs> it was just he... like this is so historic to me and like so amazing and like everyone there is like yeah, I don't know who that is because <laughs> like, people. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's so close to take it for granted. It, look, I, look, I belong to the San Pedro Bay Historical Society. Now, I was born in Virginia and came here when I was nine. And But I know about more about this town than dudes living here. It's it's because of that, you know. Sometimes yep. people take for, for granted, you know, and they don't want, they ain't, they ain't suffering from the disease of being curious. Yeah. You know, that, that shit I, happens. I, that shit <laughs> happens. But uh, the, the rich... Uh, Tradition, though, of letting the freak flag fly, I tell you, man. I mean, you know, he was yeah, a cousin but... of that guy who sang, well, we called it Sukiyaki. <laughs> it was fucking stupid. You know, I hold my uh, eyes to the sky so the tears don't fall down. But we oh, called yeah. it Sukiyaki. <laughs> he was killed in a plane crash, but they were cousins. Anyway, back to your story. So, uh, were you doing bass in Tokyo? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I had it a seems bass like... Well, but it seems like you take a musical, uh, an instrumental switch. Yeah. I mean, it basically just, I mean, bass or laptop, basically, it it, it all kind of like turned to a laptop. Yeah, it yeah. Tell me, how, tell me about how that happened. Uh, it was just easier to carry around. Slapping gear. Better. Okay. Slap but you know, we got, we, we got class D amps now and fuck, I got a bass box from uh, Bear, uh, Barefaced in Brighton, 1200 watt. 212, 40 pounds it weighs. Wow. <laughs> I know, it still ain't a crap top, I mean, but Mac person. <laughs> but, but yeah, I can understand that. So it was just a practicality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the first couple times we were there, you know, I was playing bass and we were doing, uh, playing as a duo, just drums and bass. And uh, I was actually singing a couple times, which was the first time I had ever sung in my entire life or even thought about singing. Like, I remember a show uh, we did uh, with Melt Banana opening for us. And it was like the first time I had ever 
sang in my life and it was like okay we're I, i'm gonna sing tonight <laughs> like so it, that's what we did you know without any practice or you know we had like one one day practice and went into it the next day headlined a show you know you know that kind of dude yeah but i think that's fucking happening that's what the movement's about you know yep. he who dares he who dares she who dares yeah uh, you know right you know, right if you don't do it no one else is gonna you know hand it to you so, and, you know, and it's funny, too, about nature. You know, a farmer would tell you, if you want a good crop, use a lot of manure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bring it, motherfuckers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, to be a little blunt. But look, look, we're at the end of the first hour, April 23, 2021 edition of Wap Pedro Show. Special guest, Brett Goodsight. Hold tight for hour two. April 23, 2021, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
It's a sort of martyr-like self-negation Coming from a place of extreme frustration And it's a kind of curse you carry with you Curse is the right word I'll just sit down for a spell And somewhere there's a list of authors That I have never read And here we go again It makes me crazy But I made it up the hill And down the hill And into bed It's a kind of Martyr-like self-negation
to love yourself, my friend. I think you have to love yourself.
Pedro Show start off the second hour. Brett Goodsight and Mike Shiflet. So he's part of the trio, right? No, Mike. Mike is a. Oh, it's another a Mike. <laughs> yeah, he's from uh, Columbus. Okay. Okay. Columbus, dude. Right, the only state with a pennant, not a flag, people. So we started <laughs> off with Detroit to Flint. Brett Goodsight, Mike Schliff, Shiflet, the wrong one, not the Chicago Mike. <laughs> then Salter from Tasmania after that with the completion. Gecko from Justice Yellen in Sydney. Brand new Bronze Age UFO. I just found this. It was just done maybe a couple of weeks ago from Baltimore. Plug nickels on the, no, plug nickel, singular, on the dime. And then finally, Wheaton Research. More tangible values. <laughs> That's intriguing. So, so, so tell me about, is there... Big diff between making music with the bass and the crap top. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it's not as musical, I guess, with the laptop to me. I mean, it's more my my musical sensibility has moved, moved more towards uh, just pure sounds and a lot of. I use these days. I do a lot of uh, field recording, and uh, you know. Oh, you're using basically using like uh, like I use Pro Tools, like a tape recorder. Yeah. 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 So you're not really using virtual instruments and using MIDI to fire off other stuff. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. that's a, that's the whole thing. Like uh, TV power early on became known as a laptop band and we never really were like heavy into the, you know, the programming and all that, yeah. you know? So we're more into like just, you know, a lot of sample based stuff, a lot of, you know, field recordings and just stuff that we sampled and recorded and we'd combine a lot of different sounds and, you know, it's more a collage work. I think we're, cause it's kind of pejorative now laptop band, right? I think it was the performances watching guys sit at a table and hit the space bar, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not yeah. as good yeah. as a Elvis, Elvis Presley gig or, uh, or a kiss yeah, gig, right? <laughs> Not as much Paul Stanley uh, charisma. Or... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why. Uh, but because, you know, at the end of the day, again, it's it's it, what's coming out of the speakers. You shouldn't care how it gets there, I think. And in fact, yeah. I'll tell you a great uh, field recording story is that, you know, Cabaret Voltaire had three dudes. And one guy left mm -hmm. to join the BMC, the Watson guy. I remember his name. Yeah, Chris Watson. Right. Well, I remember him because Tom Watson, you know, my missing But he, uh, yeah, he, that's what he turned into, a field recording guy. And there's a, a lady in, in uh, I think she's from Nagoya, or she's teaching at school there, a university, Sawako. And her thing is all about field recordings. And there is something about a musicality, you know. Who was that guy in New York City that was doing him just hanging a microphone out on the street, right? Oh, no, John Hudak? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah I, there's I, a document I, side to that. Him, uh, there's a document Brooklyn. side to that, but I also think there's a musical expression side to that. That's fucking way happening. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll record shit like my first opera has all kinds of sounds of Pedro on it. And, you know, yeah. I want to play... Uh, and then I want to get into some of these projects here, like Wheaton Research shit. I want, but I want to play TV Pow since you've been talking about it. This band's mine. <laughs>
Live from Pedro Show, TV Pal. The sky was never blue. And then eternal return with the sky. I thought they kind of went together. Ramon Moro out of uh, Italy with uh, Walking Towards Farewell, Trumpet Man. But uh, he's uh, investigating uh, field recording and stuff. And had him on the show last month. Brett Goodsight with Pharma Acoustic, the pros- pros- propensity, prosperity, no, <laughs> the prosperity of melancholy, propensity. Fucking what? Learn how to read. Okay, tell us about some of these projects here, Brent, like, like Wheaton Research. Wheaton Research, uh, that is my solo project. That was probably before I even had a band. That was more like uh, just doing uh, noise, solo noise projects with like tapes and various you know, a lot of pedals, <laughs> stuff like that. When you Low say tapes, coins. like cassette? Yeah, cassette tapes. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, we've had a lot of cat. Al Margolis was on the show. and Oh, yeah. Uh, yo, yeah, man, what a hero, that man. And and he's, built, a, built, built a hero built a, fine for sure. <laughs> right, and build a culture around it, right? Yep, yep, the whole cassette culture, man. Right, That's right. That's uh, Farm Acoustic that you just played. He's he's an older dude from uh, Germany that was really big in the cassette culture back in the 80s as well. Okay, okay. I and, think that, I, and actually, the first track you played, I think, today uh, is coming from a release that's going to be coming out soon on Emmett Kelly's record label, new record label, on a cassette tape that is a release with El Margolis. So Emmett Kelly all, was all on the show a couple of months ago. Great, great cat. Guitar yeah. man. Oh, Chicago. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to understand the connect. A little bit. Okay. I was conceived in China. I was born in Virginia, but conceived there. So that, that's a big, what do they call the town? Big shoulders. Yep. Big fucking shoulders. And that's true. Okay. What about Everyone? My favorite band name. Everyone is a, is a group that started with me, uh, Ben Vita, and Tim Kinsella uh, from Joan of Arc. And basically, uh, Tim what used to be a bartender at the Rainbow and it'd be basically like we i me and ben would go in there in the afternoon and just hang out with him and we'd listen to records and stuff before it got busy and everything and we just decided hey let's just start a band and then once it kind of got to a you know kind of like once we kind of got some songs uh we asked uh chris Connolly to join us to be a singer and he's i used to work with him at the record store at reckless and uh He's amazing. And then Liz Payne, who's also in a band called Town & Country with uh, Ben Vita. So it basically kind of just formed into this uh, this new style band with all these different influences from different bands, you know. Which is healthy. So, now, we're not I, talking the rainbow on Sunset Boulevard where Nikki Six and Lemmy. No, no. Rainbow in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Human vision. Okay. Just a little bit. To the port <laughs> is our sunset. I think it was called the Bar and Grill, uh, Rainbow Bar and Grill on Sunset Boulevard next to the Roxy. One time yep. I was bringing an amplifier out of the Roxy. They share a driveway. And a Hollywood sheriff put the gun on the end of my nose. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, officer, I can't put my hands up. I'm holding this box. <laughs> he sm- <laughs> smells some hash. Well, we got it's legal now, so those things... But uh, it went to court and shit, and the judge said he had a problem with that officer. So don't Jeez. deal with it on the street, people, but maybe in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah. Lesson to be learned. So 
it's trippy how you didn't care about what kind of, yeah, bands you came from, what kind of music was music, and you just wanted to see what was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's the best thing about Chicago, uh, at least, you know, when I, in the 90s and in the late 90s, 2000s, like Chicago was just like a huge melting pot of music of in musicians, you know, and you could just play with any band and like there was no real, you know, nobody really cared about, you know, oh, we're going to be a, you know, a popular band, you know, it's just like, let's just jam and have fun. And it was like, you know, everybody knew everybody else. So it was like, you know. I couldn't, you know, the fact that I was playing with Chris Connolly was outrageous to me because, I mean, he was the singer from Ministry, who I used to listen to in high school. And then, like, here it is, like, you know, a few years later, and he's in my band. You know, it's just like, what? Well, <laughs> you know, they went through some trips, the guys in that band. The first album, they're, like, totally waving it with the poodle haircuts and capes. You know? <laughs> now, I got to tell you, there was an exodus. We got Johnny Machine living out here now, da David Yao. I they're all, like... Uh, Claremont, Montclair, uh, Altadena, the old dairy country, yep. northeast L.A. Yeah, east of Pasadena. Uh, and for a while, we had uh, the other drummer man, McIntyre, Johnny McIntyre. He's, he's up more, maybe he's in Oregon now, maybe he's in Portland. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Mr. Parker came over yep. here, too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're all, that's the thing. I, they're all they're all friends of mine, you know. The, I, that's well, the thing from Chicago. It's like, I think everybody just moved out, out west. It's like Emmett. Emmett right, there. right, that yeah. too. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's in the valley though. But but you said important word. You said nineties. So things well, late had, late nineties. Yeah, yeah, things had changed, right? Yep. Okay. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> what do they call it? Exodus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, Open up the river. No, I think it, um, it might have been a weather thing. <laughs> it's just yeah. a guess it's just a guess but i know that's why i stayed in pedro you know i came here because of the navy and my papa machinist mate but it does spoil you like a mother i could kayak on new year's day <laughs> yeah exactly okay. look we're at the end of the second hour but nothing against chicago beautiful place man beautiful place. Uh, yep april 23 2021 edition pedro show special guest brett good site hold tight for our three April 23, 2021. It's the third hour of the lot from Pedro.
Watch for Pedro Show. We start third hour off with Dead Branch. The Days of Haze. And that's for Rye. Then uh, Waku Waku Kingdom. That's Brother Shige out of Berlin with, oh, it's good. Something live. Then uh, Pants Exploder. Uh, Brooklyn, right? Uh, what's the studio? Brother Steve McKay used to record. Seizures Palace. Love that name. A bus to Alaska. Pants Exploder. Brother Jason. Pencil Neck. Here we go. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't your first music thing. The, ta- the tapes was and stuff. And did that ever have a name, that project? That was the, t- the tape project? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was Wheaton Research. Oh, that was Wheaton Research. Okay. And it's still... Still going on? Is it still something that you put on yeah. hold? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I still put out. I still put out Wheaton research. And, and where, where does Wheaton come from? Uh, Wheaton was the street that I lived at in Kalamazoo. Ah. And we right. basically had a you know a basement where every every day there would be someone downstairs jamming. Back know. to the lab without a mic to grab. <laughs> yeah. And then Definitely I had one of those houses. Party house. Then I add all the rhymes I had, one after another one. And then I ask if the brothers do. <laughs> I'm thinking of Rakim. I just saw something where George Clinton was reciting some Rakim. Man, that guy. Follow the yeah. leader. Incredible. Yeah, painful. Okay, a bag for bags. Sounds like a Groucho. You grab the bags. Okay, you know. <laughs> Groucho joke, right? Uh, but that, But that's pitching that you did that because that gives it a point of reference, you know? Yeah, and and that that I think is kind of important. Kalamazoo is always going to be with you, you know, even though it was just a part of your life. Probably, it's got some kind of like P- Pedro benefit for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was there five years. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And, and very productive, right? You're meeting all kinds of cats and, and doing music and being creative. Uh, I want to yeah. play Dolene Karst. That's my California group. Okay, okay, okay. My LA group. And and in is this how you say the title? Yep. Okay. Yep. In Let's listen.
下切りすずめ昔々あるところにおじいさんとおばあさんがいました子供がないものですからおじいさんはすずめの子を一羽大事にしてかごに入れて飼っていましたある日おじいさんはいつものように山へしばかりに、おばあさんは井戸端で洗濯をしていました。その洗濯に使う糊をおばあさんが台所へ忘れていった留守に、スズメの子がちょろちょろカゴから出て糊を残らず舐めてしまいました。おばあさんが海苔を取りに帰ってきますと、お皿の中は空っぽ。海苔をみんな、スズメが舐めてしまったことがわかると、大層怒って、小さなスズメを捕まえて、無理に口をこじ開け、この舌がそんな悪さをしたのか、と言って、ハサミで舌をちょんぎってしまいました。そして、さあ、どこへでもい出て行け、と言って放り出しました。スズメは悲しそうな声で、痛い、痛い、と泣きながら飛んで行きました。夕方になって、おじいさんは芝を背負って山から帰ってきて、ああ、くたびれた。スズメもお腹が空いただろう。さあさあ餌をやりましょう。と言い、カゴの前へ行ってみますと、中にはスズメはいませんでした。おじいさんは驚いて、おばあさん、おばあさん、スズメはどこへ行ったのだろう。と言いますと、おばあさんは、スズメですか。あれは私の大事な海苔を舐めたから、舌を切って追い出してしまいましたよ、と言いました。ああ、かわいそうにひどいことをするなあ、とおじいさんはがっかりして言いました。あくる日、おじいさんは、スズメが舌を切られてどこへ行ったか心配でたまりませんので、夜が明けると早速出かけて行きました。みちみち杖をついて、舌切りスズメ、親宿はどこだ、チュンチュンチュンと呼びながら、あてもなく訪ねて歩きました。脳を越えて、山を越えて、また野を越えて、山を越えて、大きな藪のあるところへ出ました。すると、藪の中から、下切りスズメ、お宿はここよ、チュンチュンチュンという声が聞こえました。おじいさんは喜んで、声のする方へ歩いていきますと、やがて藪の陰に
可愛らしい赤いお家が見えて、舌を切られたスズメが門を開けて、お迎えに出ていました。まあ、おじいさん、よくいらっしゃいました。ああ、無事でいたかい。あんまりお前が恋しいので、訪ねてきましたよ。まあ、それはありがとうございました。さあ、どうぞこちらへ。こう言って、スズメはおじいさんの手を取って、うちの中へ案内しました。スズメはおじいさんの前に手をついて、おじいさん、黙って大事な海苔を舐めて、申し訳ございませんでした。それを大こりもなさらずに、ようこそ訪ねてくださいました。と言いますと、おじいさんも、なんの私がいなかったばかりに、とんだかわいそうなことをしました。でもこうしてまた会えたので、本当に嬉しいよ、と言いました。スズメは、兄弟や友達のスズメを残らず集めて、おじいさんの好きなものをたくさんごちそうして、面白い歌に合わせて、みんなでスズメ踊りを踊ってみせました。おじいさんは大層喜んで、家へ帰るのも忘れてしまいました。そのうちに、だんだん暗くなってきたものですから、おじいさんは、今日はおかげで一日面白かった。日の暮れないうちに、どれ、おいとましましょうと言って、立ちかけました。スズメは、まあ、こんなむさ苦しいところですけれど、今夜はここへ泊まっていらっしゃいましな、と言って、みんなで引き止めました。せっかくだが、おばあさんも待っているだろうから、今日は帰ることにしましょう。またたびたび来ますよ。それは残念でございますこと。ではお土産を差し上げますから、しばらくお待ちくださいまし。と言って、スズメは奥からつづらを二つ持ってきました。そして、おじいさん、重いつづらに軽いつづらです。どちらでもよろしい方をお持ちください。と言いました。どうもごちそうになった上、お土産までもらってはすまないが、せっかくだからもらって帰りましょう。だが私は年をとっているし、うちも遠いから軽い方をもらっていくことにしますよ。こう言って、おじいさんは、軽いつづらを背負わせてもらって、じゃあさようなら、また来ますよ
お待ち申しております。どうか気をつけてお帰りくださいまし。と言って、スズメは門のところまでおじいさんを送って出ました。日が暮れてもおじいさんがなかなか戻らないので、おばあさんはどこへ出かけたのだろう。とぶつぶつ言っているところへ、お土産の通話を背負っておじいさんが帰ってきました。おじいさん、今頃までどこで何をしていたんですかまあ、そんなに大こりでないよ。今日はスズメのお宿へ訪ねて行って、たくさんごちそうになったり、スズメ踊りを見せてもらったりした上に、この通り立派なお土産をもらってきたのだよ。こう言ってつづらを下ろすと、おばあさんは急にニコニコしながら、まあそれはようございましたね。一体何が入っているのでしょう。と言って、早速つづらの蓋を開けますと中から目の覚めるような金銀サンゴやホウジの玉が出てきましたそれを見るとおじいさんは得意げに言いました「スズメは重いつづらと軽いつづらを二つ出してどちらがいいと言うから」私は年をとっているし、うちも遠いから、軽いつづらにしようと言ってもらってきたんだが、こんなにいいものが入っていようとは思わなかった。するとおばあさんは、急にまた膨れつらをして、バカなおじいさん、なぜ重い方をもらってこなかったのです。その方がきっとたくさんいいものが入っていたでしょうに。まあそう欲張るものではないよ。これだけいいものが入っていればたくさんではないか。どうしてたくさんなものですか。これから行って私が重いつづらの方ももらってきます。と言って、おじいさんが止めるのも聞かず、あくる日の朝になるまで待ちきれないので、すぐに家を飛び出しました。もう外は真っ暗になっていましたが、おばあさんは欲張った一心で、むちゃくちゃに杖を突き立てながら、下切りすずめ、おやどはどこだチュンチュンチュンと言い、訪ねていきました。野を越え、山を越えて、また野を越えて、山を越えて、大きな竹やぶのあるところへ来ますと、やぶの中から、下切りすずめ、おやどはここよ。チュンチュンチュンという声がしました。おばあさんは閉めたと思って
声のする方へ歩いて行きますと、舌を切られたスズメが今度も門を開けて出てきました。そして優しく、まあおばあさんでしたか、よくいらっしゃいました、と言って、うちの中へ案内しました。そして、さあどうぞお上がりくださいまし、とおばあさんの手を取ってお座敷へあげようとしましたがおばあさんはなんだかせわしそうにちょとょと見回してばかりいて落ち着いて座ろうともしませんでしたいいえお前さんの無事な顔を見ればそれでようは済んだのだからもうかまって遅れでないそれよりか、早くお土産をもらって、おいとましましょう。いきなりお土産の催促をされたので、スズメはまあ欲の深いおばあさんだと呆れてしまいましたが、おばあさんは平気な顔で、さあ早くしてくださいよ。とじれったそうに言うものですから、はいはい、それではしばらくお待ちくださいまし、今お土産を持ってまいりますから、と言って、奥からつづらを二つ出してきました。さあ、それでは、重い方と軽い方と二つありますから、どちらでもよろしい方をお持ちください。それは無論、重い方をもらっていきますよ。というなり、おばあさんは、重いつづらを背中に背負い上げて、挨拶もそこそこに出て行きました。おばあさんは、重いつづらを守備よくもらったものの、それでなくても重いつづらが背負って歩いていくうちに、どんどん、どんどん重くなって、さすがに強情なおばあさんも、もう肩が抜けて腰の骨が折れそうになりました。それでも、重いだけに、その分宝が余計入っているのだから本当に楽しみだ。一体どんなものが入っているのだろう。ここらでちょいと一休みして試しに少し開けてみよう。こう独り言を言いながら道端の石の上にどっこいしょと腰をかけてつづらを下ろして、急いで蓋を開けてみました。すると、どうでしょう。中から、目のくらむような、金銀三五と思いきや、三つ目小僧だの、一つ目小僧だの、我慢入道だの。いろいろなお化けが、にょろにょろにょろにょろ飛び出して、
この欲張りママと言いながら怖い目をして睨めつけるやら気味の悪い舌を出して顔を舐めるやらするのでもうおばあさんは生きた心地はしませんでした大変だ大変だ助けてくれとおばあさんは金切り声を上げて助けを求めましたがお化けたちに食い殺されてしまいました
from Pedro Show. Last music for this episode, or, or edition, that's what I call it. Episode sounds like Batman or something. This, <laughs> this, this edition of what Pedro Show. Dolene Karst in Kole. And then few reading Shirakiri Susume. Some uh, few song goes way back. Oh, Osaka punk scene. You know, Osaka yeah, always... Awesome. Ah, you know, right? Because yeah, uh, I, I saw her the first when I first moved to Tokyo. I, I saw a few shows. It was like my first show I saw there. Well, she moved to Tokyo and stuff, but original what was it called? Aunt Sally? Because there was a big divide, right? Tokyo's fashion punk, Osaka's real punk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Osaka's the attitude. Right. And also, all the comedians come from that. Osaka. I was going to say the whole two man uh, kind of comedian thing with the straight guy and the. That's all yep. their thing. And, and they, in fact, they got. I could tell an Osaka dude, they, they, they have a way of holding themselves and talking like the Light yep. Brothers had a sound man named Gooch. And you could just tell not so uh, monochrome. Yeah, Osaka's uh, maybe they're big shoulder kind of compared yeah, to like yeah. uh, they're more like a Midwest. Uh, yeah, right. Attitude. Now, tell me about uh, Dolene Karst, this this California band without uh, having to live in a car, California. That's a, that's a group. Uh, Basically, I was out in uh, L.A. in 2018, and uh, basically, there's this young lady, uh, let's just call her V, and uh, or Victoria, and uh, she has a group, or her, her group, her solo project is called Useless Wing, and <laughs> I had come across her music on YouTube, and my friend kind of introduced me to her, and uh, I basically went out there to play show, but then also really wanted to like record a you know record with her because I really enjoyed her music. And then and that's what kind of what we did. We played I played a show and then she came up and uh, played like the last half of the show. And then we had like two different days of recording while I was out there. So and, and, and and that, were that's you where, uh, were you like kind of the side man or or is it a. Or is she uh, helping you, or or is it fifty fifty? It's well, she's she she plays bass through a lot of effects and then sings, and then I I was playing basically my laptop and then cause just cassette tapes through a through a little amplifier. So, now, do, it was, there's a connect with the bass there. So, do you ever ever? Well, you want to play it like this? Uh, I don't know. You know, like if you're going to play drums in Dave Grohl's band, right? <laughs> Dave Grohl knows how to play drums. Right? Well, he had one guy, right? What? I guess he recorded it all over him, right? I know how to play the drums. Okay. I'm just uh, putting it out there. So uh, so you not only got some shows, you got some stuff out of it, and this is one of the tunes, right? So it's yep, just, yep. Uh, okay. That's that's a tune that's on a compilation that I put out on my label, and then we have an upcoming uh, a cassette tape coming out uh, on Korea Undot Group. Okay, label. so let's hear about your label. When did that happen? I've had a bunch of different labels uh, pretty much from day one. From uh, Started off with Gentle Giant Records, and then uh, I had a label called Box Media, and a label called Trust Lost, and then now my label is called uh, Jimmy, J-M-Y. Now, Gentle Giant, wasn't that an England band? Yeah, that was a prog group, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, you named the label after them? 
Uh, well, I, I, I wasn't the one who, who named it. Tom Dieter is, it was originally his label and then, uh, me and Mike Hartman kind of joined, joined forces with him once we got back from, uh, from Tokyo. Cause basically when we got back from Tokyo, I would, I'm a insane, I record every, every concert I go. I'm, I'm the guy that you'd see with a recorder holding up in the middle of the, uh, crowd, you know, back right. before every headphones and all that. I, I was the guy holding the recorder because I was just obsessed with recording all the shows I could see. So when I was in Tokyo, I just recorded everything. So when I came back, I had so many new, you know, I discovered so many crazy bands in Tokyo that nobody had ever heard of in the States. So yeah. we put out a compilation called The Miracle of Levitation. Oh, and, you know, it kind of like just went from there. So so it began as being like kind of an archiver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm basically... Uh, a radio DJ from day one as well. So it's like, I've constantly been, I'm always been recording stuff and play. It's all about, you know, DJing, you know, playing music that nobody's ever heard and that kind of stuff. So, well, you're turning them on that, that's heard once you fucking play it. <laughs> yeah. Now the, I, yeah. I forgot to mention liminal, the last music, last tune for the show people. Uh, now this is a title. Zero four one six nine four two one two four two zero, and with all those dots in between, almost like an IP right. number. Okay, liminal. So this goes way back, and I'm playing it at the end of the show. But fuck, sorry, Siento. Go on that side. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Uh, so 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 why do you end one label and then start another? Is it like like a band? Like this ran out of gas. Now time to start a new one. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, basically, Gentle Giant, uh, they, I kind of had to leave. I, I don't know. I, you know, oh, yeah, I guess it was these, like these a thing. I, I, I quit Gentle Giant and then they kind of petered out. And then when I, I had uh, Fox Media with another guy and then that, we that's basically what it is. Went bankrupt. <laughs> no, but, the, but, the, no, but the, this is what it is. They're collaborations. They're not just your label. So, yeah, when one of the parties, yeah, I understand now. I, th yeah. I, I thought they were all like just your label and, you know, like Halloween every year I'm wearing a different costume, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, Trust Lost and uh, Jimmy are, are my, that those are just me. Okay. So that's just my label. I basically just came down to like, you know, it's, it, you know, the, the biggest problem always has been money. So it's, you know, I've, and I'm a terrible businessman. So like Box Media eventually just ran out of money and we just couldn't do it anymore. So. Understood. Understood. But you, that didn't keep you out of the ring, out of the ring. You're not over <laughs> no. the ropes. Yeah, you're not over the ropes. You're still going. And in fact, the the next thing coming out, you said, is a compilation. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've got I've got two different compilations coming out uh, next week. Okay. No, two weeks from now. And where can people where can people find you on the internet, Brent? Uh, my page that where you can find all my different contacts is uh, blogspot Dot com, but you could go to the Jimmy Bandcamp, which is just Jimmy. Uh, what is it? Jimmy Music. Yeah, uh, but spell it. Spell it because it's trippy. Yeah, let me see here. Let's see if I, can f I forgot what it is. It's uh, J M Y. Or you can just go to brentgutzeit.bandcamp.com. Okay, and that's B R E N T G U T Z E I T. Yep. Because I want you to hear this man's music. It's beautiful. I love it. It's been a big honor. As you get uh, develop more, more stuff coming out, will you come back on the show and play it for me? 
we could talk yeah, about it, Brad. Absolutely. Okay. And and sometimes you do pick up the bass. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah great. Right now, uh, Not as much as I used to, but that's know. okay. You you didn't abandon it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Love it. Thanks so much for being on the show, man. People, it's been April 23, 2021 edition of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.